Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, from Ian Eagle to Mike Palm, doesn't get much better than that on a Wednesday as we welcome you back here, Sharp Money. VSIN, the sports betting network. We got Palm. What are you guys laughing about? We got Palm and the Prince coming up, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and there he is. Dapper as always, Mike Palm, VP Circa, the D. Golden Gate Casinos, of course, Vsin host, and the toasted almond joins us. What's up, Mike? Well, I was, uh, hello, Patrick and Dustin and them all. I was super stoked. I heard that you were going to have one half of CBS top basketball team on right before me today. So as I was walking down from Cirque, I tuned in. Where the hell's Jim Spinarkle? We get Eagle again? I mean, I'm a little bummed coming into the segment. Hey, Spinarkle's very good. I know. Spinarkle's actually good. Of course he is. That's why I say it. By the way, uh, you got a tie-on today. You coming from an arraignment? I'm not coming from an arraignment. I have to do prime time with Tim Murray. Oh, the, the, oh good for you. The oh, that's a tie the, show. The, that's Homer, a the, show. The, 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 <laughs> The Golden Domer and the Homer. They're calling it Wednesdays and Thursdays. Oh, well, you both time. went to Notre Dame, right? No, he, he never. I don't know that he's even been there. I mean, he says he went on the trip and he goes to the game. It's, it's incredible. But uh, it's a new experience and I'm learning. Wait, hold on. So both of you, yeah. Patrick, you grew up in Michigan. You've been down to South Bend many, many times. Obviously, you went to school in South Bend. Both of your perspectives. Let's start with PM here in terms of his perspective on South Bend. And then Mike can follow up with it. The campus is shockingly beautiful now and it's i'm not even a religious person but you are almost transported if you're not catholic or whatever denomination i don't know mike if you agree with it there is something there's a presence there's almost an ominous kind of vibe when you're on that campus it really is it's kind of magical outside of it the city is a freaking dump the airport's the worst airport I've ever flown into. The surrounding area of South Bend is about as depressing as the country gets. The campus itself is majestic. It's my understanding Patrick's going to be joining the South Bend Board of Tourism. Yeah. <laughs> Am uh, I wrong? He's right <laughs> on his first part of his statement. It is a magical, mystical place. I used to walk around the lake there, go to the grotto almost every night during those four years. Um, with half or the, no? The Basilica. I mean, the, the out-of-town fans that can come and go to the Basilica for Mass on Sundays. 
It's, it's really something. Now, I, I say it's the worst place, Patrick. I mean, you're coming from Detroit, so that's a huge... <laughs> My father used to say, and my father used to say, you know, when Americans travel abroad, they take them to the ruins. You know, if you go to Rome and you go to you go to Mayan temples and all. How come when people come to the U.S., we don't take them to Detroit? He always, he had a legit, he had a legitimate question. It's just another town. I mean, it, Niles. It's Niles. If you if you blindfold, you come out yes. and say, is this is this South Bend or is it Niles? You know, you wouldn't know. You could one you could one up South Bend with Gary, Indiana, if you've ever been there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's that's a statement. Oh, gear. There's and very Flint, nice... Michigan, as well. I can say that I have relatives in Flint. That wow. is Roy yikes, Marble. Mike Palmer. I mean, Roy Marble was terrific. <laughs> Almost took Tom Davis to the Final Four. There, they were. They had UNLV down 16 in that game in the Kingdom. That's a shame. That's an is he the best? Shame. I, I, sorry, it's college basketball. Yeah. Is he the best Iowa player of all time? I think so. Yeah. I, I hey, do you guys are are you guys fascinated how Michigan has all of a sudden turned into the victims here? Oh. They're America's team. They're victims. <laughs> they're, they're America. Well, they're America's team like the Astros are America's team. Good point. That's a, that's a good analogy. <laughs> right? like, that's I a mean, good analogy. It is a very good analogy. I mean, listen, let Jim Harbaugh be as delusional as he wants. I, I, Patrick, I'm with you, though. I don't think it bodes well in the court of public opinion to come out and sit there and say we're the victim here and there. I mean, listen, I don't personally, in my estimation, this is not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. That's just my point of view. But – if you've been given the suspension, just accept it for what it is and move forward. You've got a great football team. I think they should be they should be on their hands and knees thankful that that was the suspension. I agree with that you. That he can coach all week and yes. he's going to miss three right. games. Oh, it was such a hedge. <laughs> it was such a hedge by the Big Ten to I, allow him to coach. What a joke. I mean, to me, this is like a white-collar crime. We're, like, we're going to send you some country club after you embezzled $75 million. Amal that had a great was... line. We, you know, Patrick, we, uh, you, you, you might remember this. In a, in a former life when you hosted Lombardi Line, and Amal and I would come on the weekends together, and there was a debate question like two or three years ago, which college football program had the furthest fall from grace, yeah. right? And the, the debate was Michigan or Nebraska. Amal had a great line. He said Nebraska fell out of the 26th floor of a building. Michigan fell out of the mezzanine. What have they ever done? They won a half a national championship. I still remember the line. Listen, let's be real here. And it's, I mean, how many teams in professional sports do you talk about? Listen, we ripped Georgia for four decades until the last two years. Nobody ever took Georgia seriously. The Florida Gators are like, yeah, we just go up to Jacksonville, beat up on our rival because we own them. Now you look at them differently because they won back-to-back -back national titles. Uh, minus 1997. You got to go back to 1948. Think about this: the fan base. 95% of the fan base wasn't even alive the last time they won a whole national title. Speaking of national titles, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot here because we had this conversation during the break not too long ago. I, I assert that you could go Nick Saban, Bear Bryant as one, two, whatever order you want as far as the greatest college football coach of all time, and I think number three is Urban Meyer. Oh, that's interesting. Um, it's not a deep list when you really think about all-time greats. That's why I say Urban Meyer, when you think about the actual breadth of what he's done, I'm, I think he's the third best coach. I'm biased. I would put Dr. Tom right in that conversation. Tom and Osborne's a good one. Yeah, three national titles. They won how many Big 12 championships uh, when he was there. Uh, it's close. Um, Urban did it in different places. I mean, Osborne inherited Devaney's program and continued the excellence there. Who else would you throw in the conversation? That's what I'm saying. John McKay. Osborne's a great man. John, John McKay John won McKay four McKay titles. At USC. McKay's a good one. Yeah. Bobby Bowden? 
Um, Here's the Bobby Bowden is in the playoff. He's in the conversation because he won two titles. Meyer never lost. Let's be fair. Yes. Meyer never lost. He That's ne the point. Urban never had a losing season. He's third all-time in win percentage. Here's the most impressive thing for Urban Meyer to me. If you go back and you look at it, he took over a 3-9 and nine team at Bowling Green. He goes 9-3. and three. And then his second year, Mike, at Utah, he goes undefeated, beats Pittsburgh in the Fiesta Bowl with Alex Smith, goes to Florida in the second and fourth years, wins a national title, goes to Ohio State his first year, he goes 12-0, and 0, and then his third year, he wins a national title. Yeah, with the, with the team that was a dog in both the playoff games. Uh, he's a yeah. great dog. He's not a yeah. great frontrunner because in 2015, guys, if you remember, Ohio Michigan State. State. You're going to bring up the Michigan State game? Yes. I, well, <laughs> they were voted number one. Only team to get all first place votes in the AP poll. They That team, real quick, guys. Michael Thomas signed a $100 million contract. Marshawn Lattimore signed a $100 million contract. Bosa signed a $100 million. Uh, there's a couple other guys I'm le leaving off. They've, signed, they've had like five guys on that team that were absolute dudes, and Urban couldn't win it. Well, Hey, speaking of Michigan State, that's a good uh, university to bring up because Nick Saban did nothing in East Lansing. I remember sitting in the stands. Tony Banks was a quarterback one year. Saban did nothing there. He, it took him a while to become who he is right now. Urban never lost. He did one thing, and I almost drove off the road in Tucson, Arizona. I was in Tucson getting play-by-play uh, -play for my cousin when Joe Germain threw the interception in 98 when they beat Ohio Joe State in Columbus. <laughs> Michigan State again! 20 in 1998 and 2015 cost the Buckeyes two national titles. Well, the, the Urban cost him that year that he was. Yes. Yeah. He I cut mean, the, the right rain, JT Barrett. Running up the JT middle Barrett. in the rain and with that team. Patrick, I know we got about three minutes left. Do we want to talk a little Survivor? It's fascinating. Of course. Please fill us in. So we, so we lose 500, right? We're all the way down to 609. The implied value, $15,200 plus, Patrick. 422 went out with the Bingo, 69 with the Bills, 41 with the Ravens. Talk last week about those people that had Dallas and Detroit. Take the free square with Dallas. There might be chaos. There was. This week's interesting. 120 people still have the 49ers. I think that most of them are going to use them against uh, the Buccaneers, 11.5-point favorites. How many people are going to get jiggy with it with uh, the Texans here, lane five to the Cardinals? There's six. Almost everybody has them, 606 out of 609. Jags laying a touchdown to the Titans, 562 still have them left. 90 still have Dolphins. 290 still have the Commanders. Didn't use them against Arizona uh, in week one. So there are 28 of these entries that still have Dallas and Detroit that could use one of them this week. Dallas a 10.5-point road favorite in Carolina. Detroit lay nine at home to the Bears. Here's the key thing to me. 491 still have Philadelphia. Another free square on Christmas Day against the Giants. I would agree with you. Eagles on Christmas Day for sure. That one or the second to last week of the regular season, they have another weak opponent in that particular spot. But you've got to use them on Christmas, so you're going to use the Eagles there. Patrick, I would go with Dallas, even though they're on the road against Carolina. They have absolutely just lambasted teams that are poor and struggling this year. And then you use Detroit at home against Green Bay in the Dome on Thanksgiving Day. I like that spot. We have five double-digit favorites in the NFL this week, and those are the teams that you should utilize. And Mr. Palm, just to explain to those that don't know the strategy around Thanksgiving and what the parameters are for Circuit Survivor and Thanksgiving. So there, there's two separate special weeks of their own. Thanksgiving plus the Black Friday Jets-Dolphins game are a four-game week. You have to pick a winner there and then on Sunday. And then the Monday games on Christmas Day are their own week as well. Here's some more breakdown. Of the 609 entries, two people still have all 10 left, Amal. One person has eight, one has seven. Two people each have six, five, and four. There are 13 folks with three entries remaining, 56 with two, and then a little over 400 have a single entry. I, I tell you what, it's amazing. Think about this, $9 million at stake. This is incredible. Are you st you're still alive in your the one at home? Yeah, the one at home, but it's very difficult, Patrick. When you get down to week 12, if there's more than 300 entries, we've got 800 left, you've got to pick two teams. 
So we're going to end up using potentially 25 teams. So you got to take some seriously bad teams at the end. To be fair, you both said take the freebie with the Cowboys last yeah. week. The Circamillions, what is the, the do you have an idea of what the leader's hitting right now? Well, I, I can pull it up, Patrick, uh, pretty okay. quickly. Yeah. I know your own Steve Fezzik is yeah, in Yeah, I guess he's top 10 now. No? Second? No, he's second. Did you know oh that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Fezzik's That's in pretty second, impressive. second. Very impressive. Second overall. And I hear rumors. I hear rumors from the highest level of DraftKings management that if Amal doesn't at least get a push in the next segment today, they might be moving Fezzik's, Fezzik to Wednesdays to take on Palm. Palm. I, I, I know you can't confirm or deny Last that, week so. was close. It was a one-point win. This, this, this guy's, be a tie or one. This guy's Michigan. That. He's won two in a row, and he wants to celebrate like they won their seventh natty. Well, there's a difference between having won two in a row and taking the context of having never lost. Okay, well... <laughs> Amal Shaw will look to pull within one, Palm versus the Prince. I do think Osborne, it's either McKay or o I think Osborne, Osborne is the yeah. answer. Because the rug, you Urban Meyer or Osborne for that third spot. We come back, Palm versus the Prince next here, Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. there i hope you didn't miss it the reunion we've all been waiting for over this past weekend with amal shaw and mike palm was tremendous here on v and speaking of v 
Picks at a glance. We'll send you the picks. We'll do the work for you. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Sign up for as low as 19 bucks right now. And if you don't want it, you can move on. VSIN.com slash subscribe. I assure you, you're going to want to keep it. We got a 30 second shot clock for Palm versus the Prince. We've got a lot of questions to get to. Of course, Mike Palm. 15. He sent us 15. You're, you're stacking this in favor of them all. Dustin knows them all doesn't prep. Now he makes me prep for 15 questions. You know what this is? This is subtraction by attrition. That's what this is. <laughs> First of all, these questions, these questions since you said I didn't prep, I've read them. They don't require much. They just require you give your oh, opinion. It requires some thought. All right, Dak Prescott. Says the guy who's 0-2, by the way. That's the right. That's what I'm right now. The coin I'd like to Cincinnati Bengals. Shaw. So Shaw is going to start, but are you? would you like to comment? Are you stacking the deck against Mike Palm, Dustin Sweetelson? Uh, look, I think we need to create a situation where everyone has an opportunity to present itself. When you look at the college football playoff rankings, an issue they run into is all these teams don't play each other, so it's very subjective. I want to make sure it's not subjective, and we have a definitive stance on who is better on this one day. That was a lot of words with no answer. Okay, <laughs> start the clock. Win-loss push on each question, big guy. Let's go. We judge. Jamal Shaw, you're first. Where will Bill Belichick be next year? Washington. I think he's done in New England. This will be the run. It comes to an end. I think Robert Kraft will take the high road, not fire him until the end of the season. Josh Harrison company want to make a big splash. They've had some just questionable coaches, particularly Ron Rivera, the last uh, several years. I think they move on. He winds up in Washington. Amal's right on this. It's Washington. They've already come out and said that they want to talk to him. Kraft should wait so he can get some value out of yeah. out of that. And Washington, look at all the draft picks they have on the defensive side of the ball. That's where Belichick uh, excels. Okay, Mike Palm, you're up. Where do you rank Josh Allen as a quarterback in the NFL right now? So my answer is seventh. as the seventh best quarterback, and I'll give you my order. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and I'm, I'm including Rodgers because yep. he's still in the NFL. I'm putting him third because we don't know his status. Hurts fourth, Lamar Jackson fifth. I've got Herbert slightly ahead of Allen, sixth and seventh. I got a mate. I actually had a very comparable to yours. I threw C.J. Stroud in the mix. I don't understand why the guy's a rookie in his ninth game. The guy's throwing 14 touchdowns, two INTs. The fact that he's a, this team has gone from five, uh, two, excuse me, two or three wins last year to five wins this year. This is single-handedly on the basis of C.J. Stroud. Cowboys didn't want Dalton Schultz. Nobody wanted Noah Brown. Nobody knew who Nico Collins was since the day he left Ann Arbor. And all of a sudden, he's revived these guys. Tank Dell in the third round is now looking like a guy who should have been selected in the first round. Malshaw, you're up. Who would you hire as the next head coach at Texas A&M? Well, that's a great question. I would go with Dan Campbell, even though he's not going to take the job because he's an A&M guy. He won't take it, but you need somebody who understands that cult. And make no mistake about it, it is 100% a cult. If you're not from Texas, you will not understand just the absolute delusional nature of people that are A&M fans. These people think they've won 10 national titles. The last time they won a national title was 1939. They finished in the top four once after 1939, and that was 2020. And Jimbo hasn't seen the top four since. That's great, Amal. You'd hire somebody you admit is unhirable there. I'm I'm going to give you somebody that actually could coach Oof. Texas A&M. That's Jeff Trailer at UTSA. We've seen the success he's had there no with the Roadrunners. They move. I'm all. It's my 30 seconds. 
They, they moved to the American. They're still undefeated there wherever they're at. Now, Charlie, she coached with Charlie Strong at Texas. I'm also talking about strong Texas ties. He's the four-time 4A coach of the year at Gilmore in Texas. That's the problem. Texas high school coaches have failed. Look at uh, Todd hey, there's Dodge no rebuttal. at North Next Texas. Question. We've lost no, control. We've here. lost control. Amal no Shaw, zip it. Like, Paul, you're up. Does Dak Prescott at 35-1 to deserve to be in consideration for the MVP? You're missing a zero on that number. It should be 350 to one QBR of 36 in Arizona and the loss QBR of 43 national audience taking on the 49ers in the early game of the year he's bad from behind they steamroll bad teams at home that's what they do he's the James Franklin of the NFL no shot bad red zone percentage in games that they're not spread as a touchdown favorite or more no shot I agree with Mike here. There's no shot at this. You go back to Dak's rookie year. That was his best season when he had, uh, they went 13-3 and three in that season. He throws 23 touchdowns, four INTs. Guys, they've scored 49 points in the losses this year. They've gotten embarrassed in their three games where they've lost. The offense hasn't been great. They haven't even averaged 17 points a game. How about the three picks against San Francisco, a fourth against Arizona? The only thing good he did all year in a loss was he threw three touchdowns against Philly, but didn't even know what inbounds and out-of-bounds were on the two-point attempt. Dustin, just to look into the scoring, I had originally given that to Mike. I changed it to a push. Just, uh, oh, just I actually, so you know. I actually gave it to him all. I thought he had some good stats to back up his point there. I, I've got it right now, two, two through four. All right, take it easy. <laughs> Amal Shaw, you're up. What is the best casino table game? I'm going to say craps just simply based on the player having the greatest advantage. I don't know how to play craps, but uh, it's my understanding it's the slightest advantage uh, for the house. So I'm going to go with craps. And also, the other thing is you get the greatest engagement from people, right? When you're playing blackjack, it's an individual effort. But in craps, it's generally a collective unless you bet on the don't pass. Well, I'm always right, but for the wrong reason. Blackjack, if played perfectly, only has a 1% house advantage. But it is craps. It's a social game. You're trying to take a little bit of money and catch a roll, catch a heater, catch a sizz, and take it into a big amount of money. Tremendously exhilarating. It's like a drug when you're on a big roll. Okay. Mike Palm, you're up. Who... Yeah. is the most delusional fan base in college football. Well, I figured Amal will go with Michigan, so I'm going to go with Nebraska here because, you know, they've had two decades now of being irrelevant. They went from winning five national titles and 17 conference championships um, under Osborne and Solich and, and Bob Devaney. Since 2004, no conference titles. You know the last time they had a winning season was in 2016. Their best finish since then in the Big Ten, fifth in the Big Ten West. Nebraska thinks they're Alabama. Nebraska fans, they're really Cal. Uh, the answer, I was going to go with Texas A&M, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Ryan Day is 54-6. and six. He's got a 90-win percentage. He's lost to Georgia, Michigan twice, who's been in the college football playoff, lost to Oregon, who finished in the top 25. I mean, this guy has been dominant in his performance, loses to Clemson twice. Uh, excuse me, once to Clemson. I mean, he has had a tremendous career so far at Ohio State, and people want to run him off. Ohio State's won three national titles since 1952, or 1951, and everybody thinks it's a birthright to win a national title. Patrick, They've only had two losing seasons during Time. that stretch. Where does Amal Shaw, where does C.J. Stroud rank for you in the MVP pecking order? 
I know you guys are going to disagree with me on this one. He's number one. <laughs> the most valuable player when you go with what does it mean to a team? Who elevates the team the most? The Kansas City Chiefs offense has struggled this year with Mahomes. He's got eight interceptions on the season. Jalen Hurts has seven interceptions. Lamar Jackson single-handedly lost that game for the Ravens on Sunday against the Browns. C.J. Stroud has had two comfort-behind victories on Monday. All three of us co-signed that we thought when the Texans got the football, they were going down and getting the field goal range. It was only a matter of whether they made the kick or not. This is the team that had the number two pick in the draft for a reason last year. One player has changed Time. the entire dynamic of this team. Mike Palm. Prisoner of the moment, Amal Shaw caught up with C.J. Stroud here. Ridiculous. The last 17 MVPs have come from a one or a two seed in one of the conferences. Therefore, you have to narrow your scope to that. I've got Lamar, McCaffrey, Tua, Mahomes, and Hurts all ahead of him. Mike Palm, what is the best mob movie? The Godfather Part Two. 11 Oscar nominations, the same as The Godfather won, but it won six Academy Awards where The Godfather only won one. The best mafia movie of all time, maybe the best scene ever, is where Michael realizes is that Fredo betrayed him and he gives the signal to the driver. Karen! It's good, fellas. There's no question about it. The Henry Hill story, it's unbelievable. The papers, the papers. What am I, funny to you? Do I make you laugh? You want hard, a not to give a push. hard not to right. give a push there. The content wasn't as good, but the impersonation, wow. Mike uh, Palm, artistic impression you're, you're second here. Yeah. Uh, Amal Shaw, who will win F1? Who will win the F1 race in Las Vegas this weekend? Everybody who's not a member or citizen of Clark County. <laughs> That's a good answer. Mike Palm? The win and the aria win F1, okay? This appeals to their database, the very... Highest end here. It's very good. Caesars is going to change their fourth quarter earnings. Billing said on CNBC yesterday, this is the best event ever to happen. For those upper echelon casinos, they're the big winners here. Let's add them up. Oh, God. What about a 30 okay. for 30? That's the best question Dustin had. Okay, 30 for 30. Where is that question? Go ahead, Dustin, ask it. Oh, if given a chance, what story would you produce, Mike Palm, for 30 for 30? March 11th, 2020, the day that changed society and sports. Rudy Gobert tests positive. Hours later, the NBA cancels their season. I was on with Mitch Moss as Paul had a bug. The next morning, as the conferences one by one by one canceled their tournaments, sports and politics suddenly became intertwined in life. It's an amazing story. Go, Amal. I would go with the story on Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, change the dynamic of sports in American society and globally. That is pandering to social pressures there with the Jackie Robinson answer. I can't. What, what do we have here? Also, uh, March, March 11, 2020 was my 35th birthday. So it's a good, good answer by you. <laughs> Not about uh, you right now. <laughs> I've got four for Mike Palm with one push and one, two, three, four, five for Amal Shaw. I've got two. A piece, one, two, three, four, five pushes. Amal Shaw, you're the winner. Congratulations, Amal. Fezzik can stay on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would you call what would you call Palm versus Fezzik, by the um, way? I'll send it to you in an email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Okay, Total Wine with the lowest prices for over 30 years. You'll always find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and more. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 years or older. I feel like, and this is a positive, I've been reading Dennis Dodd in college football for 21 plus years. CBS Sports National College Football Writer. You can find Dennis at Dennis Dodd CBS on Twitter as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money. And Dennis, thank you so much. Enjoy your work a ton. We'll get to the rankings. I wanted to ask you about this quarterback crop, not just Caleb Williams and Drake May and Michael Penix Jr., but you wrote about the Mahomes effect. Can you elaborate on the Mahomes effect with these young college quarterbacks? Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Um, no, I just, I just had this idea that what Patrick Mahomes has done these last six years as you know, in this short amount of time, high schoolers and grade schoolers grow up imitating athletes, and they've made it okay on everywhere from the playground to the Super Bowl to throw sidearm, to go off schedule, to ha- to throw no look passes, stuff that would have gotten players kicked off the practice field in high school not too long ago is now accepted and even valued. I talked to Hendon Hooker. Um, obviously not at Tennessee now in the NFL. And he said during his interviews with NFL teams, they were asking him how creative he could be. And it, it was, it's like, there's no set answer to that. What do you mean creative? And so I think it's in the, in the eye of the beholder now. And that, that's what I call the Mahomes effect. And a lot of people happen to agree with it. Dennis, want to go to an article you wrote about Texas A&M. Dan Campbell's not going to take the job in College Station. Who are some of the people that could be legitimate candidates for that job? Because we were talking about this earlier. Let's be real here. There is a faction of A&M that is almost cult-like. It is not the easiest job to be able to take on in College Station. And the delusion there is about as good as it is anywhere. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that, Amal, because it's it's just a different place, uh, not to you know downgrade it or anything, but it's going to have to take somebody special. And by special, I mean since 1998, when they won their last conference championship, that was in the Big 12, they've been kind of an eight and four program with the most money and the best facilities in, in college football. And nobody's been able to crack that code as to why they haven't been better. They've gone too many coaches. They won a Heisman Trophy with Johnny Manziel. They paid all these millions to uh, you know, to, uh, to Jimbo, and no one's been able to figure out. So I'm getting the vibe now that they're kind of going to go with the best guy available, not try to shoot for the moon, pay a guy, the, the guy that they identify, five or six million dollars. They, uh, they don't go 10 years, obviously. But look, I think after what they've done, if you're an agent for the guy who's been identified as the next coach, why shouldn't you demand a guaranteed contract with no offset? Because that's what they gave the last guy. You know, aren't I as the guy you just fired? Aren't I as, you know, as good, at least as good as he? I mean, that's the message being sent. So they're going to have to pay. But I think they're going to you know, maybe go off the board. I really like Mike Elko. And that may be the guy they're left with. Dan Lanning is out. Obviously, Dan Campbell has expressed his views. Um, I think Mike Elko, having been there four years and given him a really good run defensively, now really proven himself as a head coach at Duke, uh, might just be that calming influence. But there's, I, I was going to say there's a long way to go. There's really not. That December 4th date looms uh, huge, and that's what I'm talking about is the first day of the portal and then followed quickly by uh, December 20th, the first signing day. 
Great Dennis Dodd joining us, CBS Sports National College Football Writer. Okay, third edition of the College Football Playoff Rankings, Dennis. I'd like... I'm curious to know your rankings. Who's the best six you've seen this year? Can we start with one on your list? You broke up a little bit. The best six teams I've seen? Yeah, yeah just if you could just give the Dennis Dodd rankings, I'd appreciate that. Who's the best you've seen? We'll start oh, with one. Is it yeah, Georgia? Yeah, yeah. It, it is Georgia. I had uh, Michigan second. I had Ohio State third. I had Florida State fourth. Uh, Washington fifth and Oregon sixth, but I didn't catch on to it right away last night. And I was informed right away. Why is Florida state ahead of Washington? I, I think that's an absolute, uh, something to be talked about. And Boo Corgan didn't really answer it last night. Washington's had a better season. I guess they're zeroing in on how close Washington's played some of their games. But have we all forgotten that the PAC 12 is still the best conference this year, even though it's going away. You know, they started the season with six or seven ranked teams. Now they've still got a couple in line for the playoff. Um, so that that I mean, those six aren't aren't surprising by any means. But I am willing to uh, to talk about Washington all day at number four. I want, Dennis, I want to ask you a follow up to that. Let's say Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan winner, and Florida State all go undefeated. You've got a one loss Oregon who beats Washington in a rematch in Las Vegas, and Texas with one loss. Who gets in? Uh, in that scenario, boy, that's tough. I, I think it would be Texas because my mind is now wrapped around this piece I'm going to do later this week about uh, Texas calling card is they've got not only the best win this season. I, I think that September 9th win at Alabama is the best win this season, still this season. I think it's one of the best in CFP history. When you talk about going into Alabama, I think they were ranked third at the time. To be the first team to beat Alabama at home in the in the uh, non-con since 2007, that's significant. And if it comes down to it, uh, I, I think if it's a choice between uh, Alabama and Texas, boy, that could be the biggest controversy in uh, in CFP history. And that happens. Hate to get away from your question. That happens if uh, a Big Ten's got a slot. Um, uh, Washington would have a slot unbeaten, and I think the third unbeaten would be Florida State. So they would be guaranteed because no unbeaten Power 5 conference champion has ever been left out, and everybody else would have at least one loss. So if Alabama beats Georgia, then I think Georgia's out because they didn't win the league. Yep. So you've got Texas and Alabama having won the league. What's the differentiator? There's not much of one on paper, except that they played and Texas won. Dennis, my apologies up front for asking you, but I have to. Were you comfortable with the Michigan punishment? I'll tell you what I wrote, because I think it's layered. I don't know if comfortable is the right word. I think Tony Petiti had a, a choice. This is last Friday. He could have pissed off Michigan or he could have pissed off the rest of the league, in which case he would have, uh, I think it would have uh, damaged his ability to to govern. And it, he might have been run out of the league after that. I know Michigan's about ready to run him out of the league, but they don't have any support for it right now. And if you read the report, uh, all 13 pages from last Friday, it's a pretty compelling uh you know, evidence that Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten, had to do something. Charlie Baker on October 18th called uh, 
called the Big Ten, and, and they looped in Michigan at the time, and told them the scope of this supposed sign-stealing scandal. By the way, it wasn't the sign-stealing. It was, it was advanced scouting and then filming signs within that, which is not proper. So he thought it was that compelling of an issue to call in the middle of investigation to share information that they had. Uh, and then I, I think there's a couple of things in there that people have to understand. They looped in a guy named Matt Holt, which you guys probably know from U.S. Integrity yep. out there. Yep. He is the number one consultant to the Power Five leagues in terms of gambling integrity. And that told me a lot. That told me that they could not risk Michigan being dropped off some sports books when, this, when word of this leaked out, because eventually it would. And Matt Holt, within the report, told them, you've got to be completely transparent about this. You've got to get out in front of it. That and the fact that I, I, people told me this was reported. I didn't see it. As part of this scouting, Michigan, Connor Stallions, whoever, was scouting Georgia last year in the SEC title game, trying to get ahead of, you know, get ahead, get an advantage for the playoffs. So it was not only the Big Ten, it was beyond that. So I think Tony Petiti had to do something. Dennis, we got about 30 seconds very quickly from the coaches and athletic department, people you've spoken with. What was their feeling overall on this particular instance and what happened? Uh, just nationally? Yeah. Yeah, um, just unfortunate. I mean, the first, you know, the first thing was, well, everybody does it. No, everybody doesn't do it. They don't spend $15,000 in a color-coded spreadsheet going all over the country <laughs> to advance scout teams. The other part of that is it's really easy to get signs off game film, which is completely allowed and within the game. Um, but somebody signed off on this, and a lot of people think it was Jim Harbaugh, even though the Big Ten itself says he didn't have knowledge of this. Dennis, love reading you. Look forward to reading you for years to come over at CBS Sports, at Dennis Dodd, CBS on Twitter. Thank you, Dennis. Enjoy the football this weekend. All right, Amal. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Okay, Thank there you. he goes, Dennis Dodd. And Matthew Holt, obviously yeah. a contributor for years, uh, Amal, here on VSIN. Yeah. Uh, that is the aforementioned who had a part in, obviously, the overall governance. So pretty cool to hear his name involved as well. Uh, when we return, we've got, by the way, Sprites are coming up the top of the hour, professional sports handicapper. But we've got more, and I want to touch on the AFC and what it's going to take for these teams to make the postseason. That's next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5 to win $150 in bonus bets instantly for new bettors over at DraftKings. New customers, promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Look, there's no reason not to. If you're in a state where you can bet DraftKings, bet 5 bucks, might as well get the free money. Also, every day, no sweat, same game parlay, DraftKings. The crown is yours. Thank you to Dennis Dodd for joining. That is a tremendous job by the big guy. We had Ian Eagle in hour one. We had Mike Palm. And to me, that was the best Palm versus the Prince. That was tremendous job from everybody there. And then Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. We've got Scott Spritzer coming up in about 14 minutes as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. Uh, we do have sound. Let's get to a little bit of the football news before we get to Spritzer, boys. Um, quickly, just wanted to... Uh, remind you it's five now but i i did like boston tonight and one thing that i forgot to mention is boston and amal you've talked about this just their extensive depth uh this year the problem for the 76ers is they aren't the deepest team and the Ubre situation is wild right boys like yeah. he's gonna miss tonight obviously he's gonna miss extended amount of time where he got hit by the car I can't remember what city he was in. Maybe you guys can help me. Um, was it in was Philly? It I thought it was in Philadelphia. I thought it was in Philly. Maybe well. it was Philly. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, uh, you. I think you guys are both right. Uh, but uh, you know, glad he's okay. But he is going to be out for an extended amount of time. So again, with him missing and Embiid potentially missing tonight, no updates there. Uh, I did like the Celtics, who the crazy number is, and again, they have so much depth. Uh, but the rest advantage when the Celtics. Uh, have a day of rest, and they're playing a team off a of back-to-back. They've won 21 straight. That's the situation tonight. 76ers in Indiana last night. Hard-fought loss, 39 minutes for Embiid. They now travel to Boston. Boston waiting, lost to Philly last week by three in Philly. Revenge spot, though Jalen Brown and Porzingis are questionable for the C's tonight. I, I'm, not as concer- um, I'm not as concerned about a Boston injury standpoint, Patrick, because you still I would have- agree. This is team. You got Drew Holiday. You got, of course, Jason Tatum. And, you know, we were talking about Tyrese Halliburton earlier. And to me, having a guy like Drew Holiday on your team, he can negate almost any point guard. You're not going to completely shut anybody down like Halliburton, but you can really negate what they do to a certain extent. I think that's what uh, Drew Holiday brings to the table. You mentioned Kelly Oubre being out, potentially Joel Embiid. You think about this, you're taking away two of your top four scores. You're taking away that size. Uber gives you a good punch, almost 16 points, 17 points off the bench. Uh, he's a solid, solid player. Didn't live up maybe to the hype that he had coming out of Kansas, but he's still a good player. I, you, you summarized it perfectly. 
I look at Philly. I like their rotation at the top, at the top five. But at, at the end of the yep. day, I don't like this team from a depth standpoint. Guys, this could be one if Embiid doesn't go tonight. They could get destroyed, especially if you get Brown and uh, Porzingis in the lineup for Boston. Why? To your point about Drew Holiday, like why wasn't why weren't teams like steel cage fighting over that guy? Because like, I, I, so even if you just use let's just use tonight as a post a potential postseason matchup. I'm the big like I don't know if there's a person on the planet bigger Tyrese Maxey fan, but. That's what Drew Holiday does in the postseason. He mitigates Maxi. Like, that's how good he is defensively. I, I think it's simply put, people don't value defense as much as they should. I think that's an indictment of general managers. Think about some of the decisions you see guys that get long-term contracts. I mean, when you look at it from a Washington standpoint, why were you trading for Jordan Poole? What did you think that guy was that you're bringing exactly. in a four-year, $140 million contract? So, it's you know, people always go, well, he's a GM, he's got to be smart. No, you know what? There's a lot of dumb people in a lot of positions that you can't believe that they're, they're excuse me, that they're there. And Drew Holiday, to me, we talked about this when he went to Boston. He changes the dynamic. Think about this. Now, they've got a potential Damian Lillard, not a stopper, but a guy who can slow him down a little bit. And if you are uh, Milwaukee, you lose that piece in terms of what he could have given you on a Jalen Brown, on a Jason Tatum. You lose that. Drew Holiday is one of the most unheralded and underappreciated NBA players for the last decade. Totally agree. I I think he's invaluable. I don't. I think it's. A, I think this year that is going to be the. I've completely hated on the Celtics in the postseason. I, I think Holiday is the difference. I wanted to ask you guys: Does it bother you how much you have to love this roster construction of the, of the Celtics? Because they realized that the the depth they had with some of those pieces and Smart and Williams and all that was only going to get you through the regular season. The playoffs are where it matters for this team. The bench is going to shorten up. They have straight superstars they're throwing at people right now. They're so difficult to defend. Then they add the defense on the other end. Porzingis can block a ton of shots. I just, when I look at the construction of this team, I would be terrified to have to face them in the postseason because I think they are built for any style of war. I, I think they're going to be the favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference. And I don't know if you guys follow with me on this one here, but if Brad Stevens wins two more games with the Celtics over the Warriors, the perception of him in the front office right now is different. And the Drew Holiday acquisition all of a sudden gets a lot more lauded simply because they had already won a title. So many times, and, and I get it, it's a bottom line business. you got to win a championship to be recognized. And Bob Myers gets a ton of credit, and rightfully so, for what he did at Golden State. But i got to tell you, Brad Stevens has made some great moves. I think Grant Williams is a nice role player. I thought Marcus Smart is a good starter, but a fourth or fifth starter. When you look at this team right now, when you look at Porzingis, I said it before and I'll say it again. He's the best number four in the NBA. I don't mean by position, but I mean in terms of depth of one, two, three, four, five as your starters. You look at Tatum and Brown, and then you look at, of course, Drew Holiday. What Drew Holiday does is he allows Tatum and Brown not to have as much pressure in terms of their defensive effort because he's so good. Holiday is the consummate team player, and then not only that, he's willing to be a pass guy on offense first that allows those two guys to score more. Totally agree. They've got my two favorite, maybe my two favorite overall glue guys, and that is Derek White and Drew Holiday. Yeah. I mean, like, it feels like Vinnie Johnson-esque. Like, that's a great analogy. You know, it's just, it, it just, that's, it, there's certain difference makers on a championship team. Now, do you guys have questions about Missoula? I, a little bit, yes. You know, Joe Missoula played at West Virginia, caught a cup of coffee in the league. He, he's not a guy that I'm confident in right now but I think they have the type of talent that can overcome it the only question I have is 
if I, w I would love to see it it's early projection but if we saw boston denver in the nba finals i mean you got porzingis there potentially chasing the joker around the perimeter drew holiday on jamal murray michael porter jr on jason tatum i mean that would be a fascinating nba finals you know i was watching you know what you know what i think for denver is like you just mentioned M michael porter jr Aaron Gordon might be just the that is like their X factor. He's like well, him. he's like he's like the forward version of Drew Holiday. He does a lot of dirty work on defense that just doesn't does. show up. I, I think the problem yeah. with Aaron Gordon is I think he's a fantastic player for what they need in Denver. I think he gets criticized a little bit because he didn't live up to the draft pick and Correct. where he was expected to be. I think Gordon was the number four pick, if I'm not mistaken. He was a kid, too. He's like yeah. eight. He's yeah. like just turned eight, 19 or something when he came but, into the league. But I give Jamal Murray. Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon a ton of credit because these are guys that could be the one or the two. Murray a one, and then Porter Jr. and Gordon a two on another team. But they've chosen to be the two, three, and four on a team that's got a chance who just signed uh, Brennan Malone, I'm sorry, Mike Malone to an extension. Yeah. And they've got an opportunity to really get on a run here for the next three or four years. I thought Jokic, by the way, I was laughing last night because he's fat. He's just like not in shape yet, and it doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> just like he's just, it doesn't matter. He'll play himself into shape and he's the best player on the planet. I saw a great quote from Reggie Jackson last night, not Mr. October, the one that's on his uh, team, yeah. uh, about how he just genuinely enjoys watching Jokic and the way he just dictates the game and how he's appreciating like every second savant. playing with this guy. He's just so next level of how advanced he's thinking about situations of what he's going to do with the ball that, I mean, it's it's like four paragraphs just praising him. Ryan Blackburn over on NBA Blackburn on Twitter has it. It's a great quote if you want to check it out. Guys, he's got a chance over the next four or five years if he plays at this level. He will come up in that conversation with the mailman and Tim Duncan in terms of power forwards of all time. I, I mean, to me, he is that good, unless you class him as the yeah, center. Yeah, he's more of a center. center you could, uh, it's fair if you want to go there. But, but you mm. could say that he revitalized a position that we kind of declared dead with positionless basketball the last few years. Yeah, but Gonna Patrick, be, have to put him above Malone, no? Yeah, because he won a championship, and, and what he does I every I agree night, with the dunk. I think the Duncan-Jokic conversation is going to be That's the tough one. But the elite passing, the defense, yeah, I, yes. the, the fundamentals. The mailman won on making the LeBron argument, right? When people talk about LeBron, the longevity and the consistency, that's what the mailman was, just his ability to play well for so long. But when you watch the Joker, I mean, it's unbelievable, the shot making. I remember that game uh, in the postseason last year against the Lakers. He hits a shot with Anthony Davis, who's one of the toughest defenders in the NBA to shoot over. It just, I mean, not knocks down a shot with a shot clock in his face and just buries it as it's about to expire. And you got to give this team a ton of credit. I think the Joker, because he's from uh, Europe, and then he plays in the mountain time zone, I just don't think he's recognized enough for how great he is. Patrick summarized it best last hour. He goes, he's the best player in the world, and right now there's nobody in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody close. I, he's just built different. Like, I noticed yesterday I was watching, he was on the bench, and it's November 14th, and something happened on the court, and he was up freaking out about a foul that wasn't called on a teammate. I'm like, dude, it's second quarter in early November. Like, he's just, he's built different. And the rest of the team was just munching, just chilling on the bench, and he was, like, literally freaking out about a call not being called against his teammate. Uh, it, it, that is, it's pretty impressive. When we come back, Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper here on Sharp Money. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.